Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Thursday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Just one more day to go before we're on the halls until the new year. Can't wait. Well, you know, it's exciting to be off for the Christmas and New Year. But I'm so thrilled to be here with you this very afternoon on Christmas week. Let me tell you what's happening on the show today. We've ticket giveaways, yes, to the Joe Dolan show and Tommy Fleming. Yes, Tommy's in trim and we have tickets for that one as well. We have our women with opinions with us today. Kira Burke, Carmel McCarthy and Karen Devine. And guess what? They're picking, yes, they are picking the best Christmas pudding in the North East, among lots of other things they're going to chat about. John McKeown's here. You won't believe what he's doing on Christmas Day. Oh, when you hear this story coming up after three. But first on today's show, she grew up close by the Hill of Tara, studied for a degree in film before moving to London in 2003, where she says fashion chose her rather than the other way round. Today, Celestine Cooney is an internationally acclaimed stylist and brand consultant, and while home for the holidays... She's done me the honour of joining us on Late Lunch today. Celestine, you're very welcome to the show. And thanks so much, Jerry. We better <laughs> tell them this date was made almost exactly six months ago to mm. the day, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the midsummer soiree at Boan Distillery. It was, yeah. Yeah. And you good to your words, you're here. Tomorrow's the shortest day, so it is almost exactly six months. Yeah. I think there's something in that, to be honest with you. Anyway, you're so welcome to the show. Um Fair to say you're a type of a free spirit of a woman. (laughs) Is is that okay to start there? I think that's pretty accurate, yeah. My dad always says that. (laughs) (laughs) And you're comfortable with that, yes. Yeah, I don't have a choice, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) You are what you are, isn't that You are what you are, yeah, and I think that's just the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's just me. Let's tell them, though, who you are, because you came to live in Kilmesson at 11 years of age. Where mm-hmm. did the Coonies live before that? We lived in Dunabait, um, in County Dublin, out by the sea. OK. Yeah. Lovely place. Yeah. Was it a seismic move to leave North County Dublin and head for the Royal County? Do you remember that move? Do you know what? I remember the move. I, I think it was still the countryside, so it didn't mm. make that much of a difference. And once I had ponies and dogs and I was, you know, had a couple of fields around me, I was fine. Yeah. I don't think it was... I don't really recall yes. it being, you know, traumatic or anything. So you went from one lovely place to another, really. To That's another and it was a smooth place. transition. Did, yeah. Where'd you go to school? Where'd you do your schooling in Donabate and then in Meath? 
Um, Loretta St. Stephen's Green. Okay. I was there for most of junior school. Mm. And then when I was 12, I went to Loretta Abbey Rathfarn in boarding school. In You Dublin. were a boarder? I was a boarder. What was boarding like? Do you know what? I, I'm... In the beginning, I was not a fan. I didn't want to go to boarding school, but that's probably just because I love the horses so much mm. and I couldn't imagine a life without animals every day, you know. Mm. Um, but in the end, I think I actually loved it, although I didn't admit it or mm. couldn't admit it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit of friction with you and the nuns. Is yeah, yes? There's a bit of friction with me and authority in general. I love you. I love you. I love people who are... not very good at being told what to do. We need more people like <laughs> Celestine Cooney in the world. That is the problem, to be honest with you. We take everything we accept too much. Anyway, you didn't see out your full term boarding, did you? No, no, I didn't. Yeah, they... I mean, I think they just told mum and dad to take me back after two years. <laughs> Return to sender. Return to sender. Yeah, they asked for a refund. <laughs> so they kicked you out. The nuns yeah. kicked you out. yeah. Yeah. And where did you go then? <laughs> I went back to Loretta St. Stephen's Green. And finished out your... And finished finished it out there. But I was... Um, I went back um, into third year and then they wouldn't let me do transition year because I wasn't any more manageable to, to those nuns. Um, so I didn't do transition year. So I finished my leaving cert when I was 16 years old. Done and dusted. Done and dusted. Yeah, I was really young. Young age to finish up is right. Mm. No, you went on then to study film. You, you, I've just read about you and Louise, who talked to you for the last few <laughs> weeks and putting the picture together, says, yeah. you love film. I love film. I just, I mean, there's just something about the way film can make me feel that is, I think, just extraordinary. And whether it's like, it's the visuals with the music, with the the escapism of going into another world or being a part or seeing something through the eyes of someone mm. else and being able to kind of it's it's empathic as well you know mm. you experience with those people like what they're going through and I just find that fascinating So you obviously love then studying film and, 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 mm. and doing that qualification Yeah I did Now you mentioned the horses there and the outdoors and everything is it true you wanted to be a vet at one stage? I did yeah when I was oh a vet and a Blue Peter TV presenter No way Yeah Blue Peter? Yeah. Ah, oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. do you know I have a Blue Peter badge? Do you? Oh, my God. I wish I had one. I, and will I tell you, Celestine, I have two of them. Do you, how did you get two? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. I started talking about Blue Peter here one day on the show, okay? Because I watched it from I was a nipper. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I was, I was of fan. the era of John Noakes and Valerie Singleton. That you came much later to the mm. more latter day pre- presenters. Didn't a guy ring up here and arrived up and presented me with a Blue Peter badge? Wow. He did because he had two and he gave me one. And then another fellow got in touch and he gave me... They got two for sending projects in. You know the way you would oh submit things? Wow, you got other. re-gifted Blue Peter I got badges. Two, two re-gifted to me. How amazing. It's almost better when it comes from someone Are you who's jealous? won them. I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> you, you've got two. You've got a spare one. <laughs> Oh, now I've walked myself into a spot yeah. in earnest. You're too sharp for me, I have to say. <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll work on that a little bit later, I promise mm-hmm. you. Anyway, back to you. So a Blue Peter presenter mm. or a vet, you go and study film. Before I move on to where you actually have ultimately ended and are absolutely brilliant, film, movies, mm. give me a couple that, you know, really... Oh, my favourites? Yeah, please. Oh, um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Brilliant. 
it's just uh, there's just something about the romance of that film it's so beautiful and I don't know I just I just love that film so raindrops keep falling on my head oh my I god right? that scene that the scene, scene when she's bicycle. riding around on the front of the bicycle oh. and the love tryst the love between the three of them oh you have me you have me I just think me. it's beautiful it is but beautiful also movie. those guys like and do you know when they're about to jump off mm. into the water and it's so funny yeah so funny you know yeah but it's ultimately tragic oh it is um it's I a great movie. It's a great movie. It's That's great definitely movie. one of my favourites. Leave that there for a mm. moment. I said in the introduction that fashion chose you. And these <laughs> are your words. I always say this, yeah. So explain, how? Because it was never my intention. I, I, I never dreamed about a career in fashion. Um, it was never something I... I didn't even know what a stylist was when someone asked me to, to style a shoot. Um, and it was... Um, Trevor White, the Dubliner, asked me to style a shoot. And I remember saying to him, oh, right, yeah, Grant. And what do I do? And he was like, well, you just borrow clothes and you make pictures. And I was like, okay, gotcha. Yeah, right. Okay. And I just did it. I didn't think about it. I think I was very fearless when I was younger. Mm. I didn't have any fear of failure. I I just went into everything head on, you know. Um, and I borrowed the clothes and did this shoot for them and it ended up being their cover. And I also wrote at the time, so I then ended up being their fashion editor and I used to write the fashion section for them and go around making pictures and and it was brilliant and I loved it. But, it, but I still don't think even at that stage I thought that was what I was going to do for the rest of my life. It just, well, not the rest of my life, I'm not even. (laughs) Probably isn't going to be the only thing I'm going to do for the rest of my life, actually. I wouldn't bet on that either. (laughs) Certainly not. But Mm. look, you're away. In other words, that was the introduction. That's the way this happened. So you're working in Dublin doing this. Did the move to London happen on purpose? Totally by accident. Accident again. That was was a bit of synchronicity for you. So I went over to um, visit some friends. Or some friends and I went just for a few days to London mm. and um, I'd been left a load of magazines from Melanie. She used to have um, D-Side and Dazed and Confused were all these early issues of Dazed and Confused were in this magazine collection she had left me. And the, whatever I saw in there, I just thought, this is amazing. This world, I want to I wanna be a part of this world. And so when I went to visit London, I had a portfolio of all of the things that I'd done here and I dropped them into the Dazed and Confused office, but I just left them at reception and walked away. I didn't have an appointment or... And you don't really do that, but I didn't know. And when I came back, the fashion director, Nicola Formicetti, had asked to see me and I went in to see him and I didn't know who he was either. And he then asked me what I wanted to do and I said I wanted... To to do what he did. And so he said, well, you better come and work for me then. And he's like, when are you moving to London? And I wasn't. But I said, oh, January. (laughs) And he was like, great, okay, I'll see you in January. And that was that. Amazing. Yeah. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. Away you go from there. Mm. Just tell listeners again, come back to that point. I've been listening, just in in, in a kernel, context it for me. What do you do? What do you do? So I am a fashion stylist. And brand consultant. So I am the one who puts together the outfits that people wear. (laughs) I basically dress people, (laughs) but really well. (laughs) 
How am I looking? Fantastic. Oh, thanks a million. <laughs> but yeah, but that's kind of my job. And then when you're working as a brand consultant, you can come in on many different levels um, about brand identity and you can kind of rebrand, you know, um, things and just to be aware of kind of a social media presence or the way that your customer, how to communicate. It's basically effective communication, mm. you know. And I think if you can do things well, then you can communicate with your customer and they understand what you're delivering. Mm. Um and that I really enjoy as well. I love the business of it too, you know. I love anything to do with people. Yeah. You know, and I think like being able to communicate with that many people or create something that people find that desirable, I think that's really satisfying. And we have to say London, New York, Milan, Paris. Yes. Yeah, all those places. You've been all mm. there in those yeah. great places, great shows. You work on, on special big events as well, don't you? Um, uh, shows, things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I do fashion shows, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I've done them in New York mm. and Paris and London. Yeah, and that's something else. That's a real... It, it's kind of... <laughs> because it's so intense mm. and you kind of are immersed in it for like a week and then you co- the show happens and it takes about eight minutes and then it's over and you walk away and, and you kind of don't know if you're coming or going. Yeah. Because it's such a an all-encompassing experience doing but a show. Yet people don't see or understand what has to happen in all the hours and all the time and no, all no, no. the work that goes into producing that eight minutes. There is a lot. A lot. A lot of work that yeah. goes into producing those yeah. things, yeah. And it tells when, when, when people see uh, mm. the finished product. So you travel a lot. You're in these beautiful cities. You've lived in New York for a number of years. You're yeah. back in London at this stage. Yeah. What a life you have. <laughs> It's pretty good. And I'm just here every day. <laughs> There's a lot to be said for being in the one spot too, though, you know. Is there? Yes. I love I love being at home. I love being at home. You've never missed Christmas time at home, I never. believe. Is that right? No matter yeah. where you've been in the world. No. You're home for Mary's home cooking. I've always been for home Pat's to love. my mum and dad for Christmas, yes. Yeah, and with the siblings yeah. as well. With my family. Does it mean, you know, you know, it's hard when you're not, you know, moving about like that. The pull that is, the, yeah. the importance of that time, it is. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? It's funny, the more you move around. When I moved to London, it allowed me to be able to see Ireland mm. and Irish people and culturally how we are. So I could see myself but only after I'd left mm. and only having been in another country and surrounded by another kind of culture and mm. another kind of people um, could I see where I'd come from. And when I moved to New York, I could see England and I could see where I'd come from there and I could see the English culturally. And and that's been the most interesting thing about moving country and living in yeah. different cities because you... And then coming back to, to London, I can see Americans and America and the way it is. So you're able to, from the outside, look in for a change exactly. rather than being in there. Yeah. And, and, and what do you, Wood what, from the trees, Jerry. Yeah, but what do you say about that? Do you feel that, you know, we often sit here and think, oh, this bloody place, you know what I mean? Look at the place we live in. This country is this, that and the mm. other. When you look back into Ireland, what do you think? Oh, I mean, I, Irish people and Ireland is the most special place in the world to me. There is no one like the Irish. We know this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that Irish people, we are just, they say it's like we've got magic here, but we do. 
you know, not just in the country, it's in the people. Mm. It's not just in the land, it's in the people. I think Irish people are just extraordinary, unique. And you've seen this interaction between the Irish in London, in New York, all over the world. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's special, special the world over. Everybody loves the Irish. There you go. I'm delighted to hear that. It's today. true. <laughs> She's, this woman is so true. When I tell you, I'm not going to tell you what she's wearing today because we're going to talk about it when she comes back. I have somebody very special with me on the show today. Celestine Cooney is here and we're going to chat more after this short break. I did say to them that I was going to mention what you were wearing today. I cannot <laughs> believe you were wearing the most beautiful Aran sweater I've ever seen. That's and a you're a one. young one wearing an Aran. Is yeah. that cool? I mean, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's beautiful. I want yeah, to say. I again. just think that they're beautiful. I, I think it's kind of an iconic piece of clothing yeah. for me. Mm, you know, mm. it's like a beautiful trench coat or, a, you know, like a class. It's classic. Yeah, it's a classic piece. And you do know it has been designated the Aaron Gansey as one of the. You know the way they designate a special area in the world. I forget who designated yeah. one of these things. You know, like Newgrange or that. Yeah, the Aaron Gansey. You know, is in that class now. You know, you realise that. Which I think is amazing, and I yeah. think it's where it should be. Mm. I mean, no, no, look, the Aaron is gorgeous. Mm. But a lot of the girls in the house here today, well, they were making sure I'd ask you this anyway. What about a young woman today and Mm -hmm. the fashion essentials? What are you going? I'm just speaking of the classics, and I I spoke about this recently with someone, actually. I think that fashion has gone a bit wild in the last Mm. couple of years, you know, and it's all gone a little quirky and crazy and everyone trying to outweird each other and <laughs> there's been some like you know and with with Instagram and things as well there's just visually the content it's such an oversaturation of visual content and the way everyone dresses you're in people's wardrobes you're in people's houses with them every day seeing how they dress and seeing how you know so it's quite I think an oversaturation of just kind of like imagery but I do think the classics classic pieces pieces that will last. I'd rather save up and buy beautiful, good, expensive, well-made pieces than kind of fast throwaway fashion. Just buying, going into, you know, like one of these stores and just buying, I don't know, 100 euros worth of things that you might wear once, but it doesn't matter because it wasn't expensive. Mm. You know, I think that that's probably something that I'm not a massive fan of. I'd much rather wait and buy something that's mm. going to last forever. And you can have them and take them out and mix and match exactly. then and accessorise them exactly. and all that type of thing. Yeah, once you have your base, it's like baking or something. Once you have your base, then you can throw in whatever, the chocolate chips or the raisins, or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So like once you have your base and it's a good solid base, yeah. then you can add all the little sprinkles yourself, mm. you know, and that's where you can have fun. So pay for the good, real good good knitwear, good good, good jeans. Good jeans. Um, You know, for women, like, I think it's just good knitwear, Mm. good coat, good shoes, a good bag, good luggage. I like good luggage. (laughs) If you're travelling, you like the good luggage. Absolutely. And then in between that, you know, you can have fun and that's where you bring your personality and it's where you can express yourself. And I think that's the beauty and joy of clothes. Mm. It's how we show who we are to the outside world, you know? I've seen the brands you work with, the people you work with, the Mm. superstars you rub shoulders with. (laughs) What are they like? You know, come on, tell me. What are they really like, these people? Um... 
I mean, it's always so amazing to end up meeting someone who you've been given an idea of who they are and how they are by the media, you know, or in a film or, you know, you just have an idea of who you think they are and then you meet them and they're not at all like you'd imagined. And mostly they are just real people with extraordinary lives, I think. Mm. Um, But everybody's different, you know, everybody's different. Um, Like I was saying there recently, you just end up sitting down having chats with them about the most banal things, you know, and they're just like you and me. They're just mm. kind of trying to get along, you know. As they jump in and out of outfits and change. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you. I normally end up just standing around with people half dressed, <laughs> half naked, superstars <laughs> half naked. Um, yeah, because that's where I am. Yeah. I'm in there with them, getting changed and trying things on and zipping them into things mm. or... You know, not being able to zip them into things. Or, <laughs> Does that happen? Yes. Yeah, of course. Of course. They're real people. They're not supermodels. So they know? have to go on diets, folks, just like you and me, and they have to squeeze into something. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to know that. It really is. Yeah. But obviously, there's a real two-way uh, trust with you and them. You know, and yeah. your name. Look at your name now and the circles you've been moving in and where mm. you work. That's been built up over a period of time. Yeah. I think there's certain... The privilege of being able to work with people who um, need to trust you with all of this kind of, you know, with being being so intimate with them yeah. is that they need to know that you are respectful and professional and you're not going to run off to the Daily Mail. <laughs> Very important. You know, it's, yes. but that's my job. Mm. You know, magazines, you mentioned the magazines, you had a pile of them mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. it influenced you and really brought you to your career. What about today? Uh, with all the online stuff and the future of print media and yeah. magazines in particular. Yeah. Will we always have them or has a sizable amount of that moved online? Someone asked me about this recently and I think magazines as a format of delivering information, timely information, that's redundant now because we get information immediately. So it, their original kind of purpose it doesn't really operate anymore in the it's current gone. way that kind mm. of society is working. Um, I think books are hugely desirable still and always will be. And I think if the magazine can evolve to um, serve in a way that is unique, you know, isn't like Instagram and isn't Facebook, you know, not Facebook, like, do you know what I mean? Like just online ways of Um, delivering information then they can become desirable Mm. or if they are made in a way that makes them hard to get hold of and collectible something you want to keep you know something that is not always going to be just readily available yeah that's how you make something more valuable Mm. but um yeah it's interesting times for print very 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 Mm. can i say i love your name thank you i love my name too Mm. (laughs) i i I think I, i really do because Heavenly, Celestine, it's heavenly. That was a big joke when I was younger, by was the way. It? Yes, because I was not heavenly. I was... <laughs> you were the opposite. Not angelic. <laughs> I was such a nightmare. And my nickname amongst my cousins um, and my aunties and uncles used to call me Trouble. Here comes Trouble. Here comes Trouble. I was never called heavenly or angelic. <laughs> and I was looking as well. Um, it's, it is a material, Celestine, and it's delicate does this Mm -hmm. describe you it's delicate 
blue, bluish hue of it. Do you like blues? Oh, it's in a crystal. Colours? Yes. Do you know that a designer I worked for in New York gave me? He came back one evening and said, "I got you something. It's it's celestite. It's a crystal." Yes. I have a picture of it. it's a really beautiful blue mm. crystal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, probably not a bad description of me. No, I that. was I was looking at it this morning. I said, God, I must mention this to her because does it sum her up? And and there, it absolutely does. I want to tell people just to to again, so as they know who you are. Your mum is with you here today. Mary Cooney is here, and of course, Pat's a well-known uh, Tipperary, and now Boanne. What about Boanne and what's going up there? That's where you and I met. Yeah, I know. It's fantastic, isn't it? It's amazing. The distillery. Oh my God, Almighty! It's amazing, and what an extraordinary beautiful building yes i love i love the building that evening do you remember the 21st of june mm. and the beautiful summer on the it sunset is magical, that right? evening and it coming yeah, into us there it's magical and there's a lot more coming down the road there we know in 2019 yeah. and beyond are you the one that flew the nest because you have sally and of course who i know well peter yep. patrick and james yeah are you the only one yes abroad yes the rest are here yeah so you are different i am different and if you think of our names Peter, Patrick and James. Yeah. And then sally And then there's my name. And I think you kind of almost evolve. My name is unusual. Yeah. And I think you can sometimes just grow into your name. Where do or you, you come in the pecking order? Second. Your second child. Mm. Most people think I'm the middle or the youngest. Mm. Where the troubled ones usually are. <laughs> <laughs> but surely the oldest one has responsibility. The youngest yeah. one is spoiled. The others are sort of, yeah. well, they're let, let run wild in the middle. <laughs> 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 but look at uh, it's been a real pleasure you coming here today to join us what's on the horizon when you go back to work back to London yes um, no uh, yes I will be going back to London in January and then I'm going to Paris and then New York and then I'll come back to London and then I'm going to Paris again <laughs> and then back to London. Celestine. It's a bit of bouncing around. Would you put me in your suitcase? Oh my God, I'd love to put you in my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have someone coming with me all the time. <laughs> something consistent and constant. Ah, yeah. oh, well, listen, you have something consistent and constant. You have you and your talent. Mm. <laughs> and what you do is fantastic. And look, at, I'm delighted you came to me today on Late Lunch, being home for the holidays, to meet you and introduce you to our audience audience on LMFM Radio and beyond, of course, today. I wish you well. Thank you so much. And please, God, we'll meet again in 2019. Oh, please, God. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. mind that, Aaron. I will. Mind. It's absolutely beautiful. Celestine Cooney, for the moment. Thank you. Happy Christmas and all the best for the new year. Happy Christmas, Jerry. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. Late Lunch, LMFM Radio this Friday afternoon. Friday, do you see the way I'm confused, girls? Because normally you are here on a Friday. A mea culpa, it's Thursday. See, I want to be finished for the Christmas. It's Women With Opinions for the Next While and joining us today on the show are Carmel McCarthy from EMS and Associates, Karen Devine, White Light Consulting and Kira Burke from Sage and Stone. Girls, you're all very welcome to the show. Happy, Happy Christmas. Christmas! Happy Christmas, Happy Christmas, Happy Christmas all your Greetings of the season. Now, when will I tell you, this is one of the most special days. Hello to everybody on Facebook Live as well. We're going live on Facebook if you want to join us. Here we are in the LMFM studios. And today is the most exciting day because 
It's Christmas pudding of the year, crowning time, and you three girls have big, big responsibilities. You know this on your shoulders to make the decision today. Anyway, let's start with a pud, because I've given you the uh, pudding. Let me tell you this. So let me thank everybody who sent in a Christmas pudding, because our office above is just like a Christmas pudding factory this last few days. If you walk in the door, you know the smell of puddings. You know the mm, smell you get. Oh, it's gorgeous. So we had so many... We've done what we did in previous years. We had a pre-tasting earlier today with a wee panel. It's hard work, Karen. Somebody (laughs) has to do it. Once you have plenty of tea and coffee and that, you know yourself. So we've now shortlisted it to four people. So the four finalists, and again, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody. Puddings are all very special in their own right. The finalists are Barry McHugh. We have a gentleman. No? No, Barry is new. Barry McHugh is in. A new entry this year completely. Eileen O'Rourke is in there. I think Eileen was a winner in the past. I'm nearly sure she was. Gillian O'Brien is in the final four. And another McHugh, Elizabeth McHugh, is in the final four as well. Now, you will verify, you do not know whose pudding is who. Isn't that right? Not no. correct. That's correct. Uh, overseen by uh, KPMG or Stokes Kennedy Crowley. <laughs> in the guise of Miss Helena Mullins here, she will verify that as well for us. I have presented you with the first sample of one of those four puddings, OK? You have it there to taste at the moment. And what I want you to do is give it a mark between one and five. Five if you adore it and one if it's not your... or in between, wherever you like. I don't want to know what you've scored that pudding. You've tasted Maybe a comment on pudding number one. Carmel, how did you feel about number yeah, one? Yeah, it was lovely pudding. It mm. was It was very moist. OK. Because I don't like a dry Christmas pudding. So, yes. yeah, it's up there. It's OK. The what about you, Kira? Yeah, I have the cup of coffee here now with us, which is lovely. Um, and I thought it was beautiful um, moist pudding. Little bit on the dark side for me. Little bit, um, should I say, on the over cooked burnty type mm. of taste and I don't like I don't mm. no, but it's maybe dark. that's just a dark it's the maybe darkness. the darkness it's the darkness of it but it looks beautiful Yeah, to me I thought it was very very nice it had lovely colouring as uh, Carmel said it was very moist I'd like a little bit more fruit in it okay. I love All right. a good fruit All right. so you've given that pudding number mm. one it's marked there and I won't tell you which of those four it is but our finalists again Elizabeth McHugh Eileen O'Rourke Barry McHugh and Gillian O'Brien one of those one of those names it, it, that's their pudding there mm-hmm. okay so that's number one taste and through the uh, next hour or so we'll move along and we'll taste some of the others you're very welcome to the show this Christmas time and um, I suppose <laughs> where will we start what will we talk let's start with 2018 the year we're about to say goodbye to when you think back on 2018 uh, Karen Devine any story or one thing that will stick with you from the year I suppose for me there are lots of things about this year that I will remember but for me the most epic thing about this year was standing on Lawrence Street in August and just looking down the hill at the hundreds and thousands of visitors who had come to Drogheda for the FLA the sun was shining the town looked absolutely spectacular it was filled with music and for me I suppose that was possibly the most joyous moment of the year in just really helping both local people and visitors to see all that's good about the northeast and all that we have to offer um so for me that was really the high point of the year Kira, well um it was a very busy year, I feel. Um, it started off, uh, my father passed away during the year, so that was momentous in our mm. um, in our family. Um, and I learned more about my father since his passing 
than I really had known before, which was fantastic to learn. Um, the other thing I thought in the country, I thought that we have um, changed utterly in this country with the referendum on abortion and how that has um, has brought Ireland into a whole new era. So that was a massive, mm-hmm. a massive change. Um, but in general, I think the year has been good. Um, generally, mm. like for business, it was good. Really good yeah. year. Mm. Carmel? Yeah, I think from a business point of view, thank God it's been a very, very good year. And But having said that, the down, the downside of that is, you know, you, you haven't time to bless yourself, mm. you know, when, when you're that busy. But I'm not complaining. Uh, I'm really not. And I have to... Uh, reiterate Karen's words I think from the town's point of view the FLA it just it blew me away and the fun I know that we as a family had in there and the fun I could see other people having and to me there was a whole camaraderie about it that you know you just felt everyone was there they were giving everyone a dig out particularly as strangers you know any, I watched people looking for directions and they were getting them, they were getting them with a smile. Like, it was just, it was fabulous. Mm. A lovely feel-good sense factor. Yes. Yes. Sense of community. Yeah. Um, you know, from, uh, thank God, nothing major on a personal level, you know. I'd say we're, st- we're still all above ground this year, you know. I suppose, for me, last week was, uh, was probably momentous because I was appointed as president of Network Clouds for the year. Oh, fantastic. So Congratulations I'm looking forward to, to yeah. a good 2019 yeah. for w- so women in business. Women in business. Yeah, in that, is, that, is, that is really, yeah. really terrific. What about this time of year and Christmas time? And, you know, we're coming up to uh, the big day itself next Tuesday. And one of our listeners has been in touch with me, Pat, and he was just saying, look, Jerry, if you get a chance on the show this before the year ends, will you talk about, you know, people, you know, not going crazy at Christmas and trying to focus on the real meaning of Christmas rather than this massive splurge, the waste that goes on with food and everything else. And I want to raise it with yourselves today. What are you, what's your feelings on that? Can I give you a nice story? Um, one of uh, I have a customer that comes into me on a daily basis, lives on his own, and is a lovely man, but is a lonely man. And one of my staff and her boyfriend took him out last Friday evening and brought him to McElhenney's in Athboy to to get him to bring him shopping. He doesn't drive, and they brought him for a Bailey's after, and they had a lovely evening with him. And to me. That is what mm. Christmas is all about. Mm. It's not about spending. It's not about um, spending a fortune. It's about giving and looking after the person who doesn't have the big family around them and maybe just popping into a neighbour or whatever. It's just, if everyone did something like that, they would feel so much better mm. this Christmas. That's a lovely story. It is. Isn't it? Oh my God. That and really he was delighted. Was. And this guy is from Dublin, right? Mm. And he never thought that there was a, a shop like this in the country. <laughs> and, um, but the, the guy, the guy went down to Atboy, right, into McElhenney's. Your man said, now we'll sit down and have a cup of tea. We'll have a cup of tea. He says, now walk in those shoes up on the carpet. Now walk on the, you know, like the service that they got. Yes. And, yeah. Well, he was blown away. Mm. Blown away. And blown away that this couple had said, you know what, we're bringing you out. We'll do this for you, yeah. Karen. I suppose anybody who knows me knows that I think it's really important to shop local. And I'd have said that this time last month when we were chatting as well. So even though the weather was miserable last Saturday, I went out with my shopping list and I went on a mission and I had my 
route plotted around the town for all the jobs that I needed to do. And I suppose what, for me, what I love about Christmas, again, is that local touch. It's the conversations that you have with people. It's the little interactions. It's the staff in the local shop or in the butchers, the deli and different things like that. That's what reminds you that you're part of a community. And Mm. those interactions matter. They're different to the ones you have in the supermarket or, you know, and God forbid they're different to the ones you have online. But those are the things I suppose. And for me, what matters about Christmas is actually stopping to look around you. It's like your your staff here to be able to say, I bet you that man would like a little bit of company or a little bit of help. Christmas is the time when we stop and we look around us um, and observe who are the people that might just need a little bit of extra help or support or a kind word or time or whatever it might be. And so that for me is what it's all about. Fantastic. Carmen. Well, I think a a number of years ago, we made a conscious decision in the business to stop giving any gifts to clients. And now we, we kind of pick charities and pick charities that we know that the money will go directly into like I one charity I give to a friend of mine her uh, sister is a mercy nun and she set up a mission out in Romania and like you know she as she said 100 euro does an awful lot 200 euro like one particular year our Chris Kindle at home I said we're not getting um, gifts you know and this is with my brother's sisters the whole lot we ended up putting money into a, a, a bag for her we'd seven hundred euro that I and she said the amount of dinners I can do with that on yes. Christmas Day and you know what as, as we all agreed you know we'd have been given each other a jewellery box or a tie or a wh- mm. whatever it is we've enough we've got to stop and say that we have enough Mm. It's just, it's it's the greed at times yeah. that I kind of, and we've got to teach kids that they have enough. Like I, of course, typical granny's house, when the kids will come on Christmas Day, they're marched in front of the crib. I said, go on now, say thanks to baby Jesus. Okay, granny, here we go again. I said it at mass this morning, you'll say thanks when you come into this house. But again, I get them to refocus when mm. they come in as to what it's all about. Then they can go and play. God, I never realised they had three such virtuous women with opinions saints, saints. with me you know what I mean every Montana seriously I think mm. it's brilliant yeah. all that you've mentioned there want to head to our first break if you'd like to join in the conversation make a comment we love to hear from you we always do 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text or you can call in on 1850-715-958 and here's something little from us to you would you like to go along to the Ashbourne House Hotel this Saturday night now you have to be able to go this Saturday to see the wonderful Joe Dolan show I mean for Folks, this is getting rave reviews. I have a pair of tickets to give away to the show. There'll also be tributes to Sean Dunphy, Butch Moore, uh, Val Dunican, Doc Carroll and loads more besides. If you want to go Saturday night and you must be able to go, here's the question. In which Irish town is there a statue of Joe Dolan? In which Irish town is there a statue of Joe Dolan? Text your answer now to those numbers 086-1800-658 or WhatsApp your answer with your name and details and we'll sort that out before the end of the show. Pudding number two to be tasted in three minutes. Pudding number two has been digested, tested, eaten. Little cup of coffees here as well and teas. Carmel, number two, what's your thoughts? Number two, again, lovely and moist and fruity. I really, really liked it. You know, it's a pudding that tastes like more. 
Oh, very interesting, yeah. Kira. Yeah, very nice. Because um, it's very, it's going to be very hard to I know, decide this. I know. Um, I'm glad it's you and not me. That's a beautiful pudding. Still a slight bit dark for me. Um, I don't know why. I whatever it is, I yes. like a lighter, lighter pudding. But that's just my. Okay, I might be but, told. I haven't a clue. But a nice pudding, <laughs> Karen. I really, really liked this one. I thought it was rich and fruited, a lovely colouring. A nice light texture. Texture mm. didn't feel too heavy at all, and the flavour was very good. Now that's pudding number two. Mm. Getting another good, uh, really endorsement there from uh, the girls as well. You've marked it. Yes, you have mm, your marks yes. for number two, yeah. and we'll leave that be. Uh, just reminding everybody, it's the McHughes. Barry McHughes in the final. So is Elizabeth McHugh, Eileen O'Rourke, and Gillian O'Brien. That's one of your puddings again that has been tasted and scored, and we are going to announce the winner just coming up to three o'clock this afternoon for that wonderful uh, hamper. Do you have any? family traditions at Christmas something you do every Christmas without fail in any of your families well I suppose we didn't start out this way but when I started dating my husband my now husband 21 years ago he sings in the chamber choir in Clarendon Street just off Grafton Street in Dublin so Christmas Eve has a tradition for us over the last 20 plus years of going into Dublin city centre at about half six on Christmas Eve. The streets are absolutely empty. Mm. The city is just so beautiful with nobody around and such silence. So we park the car and we walk into Clarendon Street and you need to be there about an hour beforehand to get a seat because it just gets so busy. So as a family, we just sit quietly there for an hour of kind of quiet contemplation and then there's carols and then there's a huge choral mass and we finish up with tea and coffee and brack afterwards. And it's a lovely way you kind of all the busyness of preparing for Christmas is over at that yes. point and that's when you just start to ease into and it. And the so calmness. It's a How many years are you doing that? 21. Oh, isn't that fantastic? Mm. You've just got the key in the door as well. <laughs> 21 years. Carmel. Well, I suppose what I started a number of years ago, rather foolishly because it's put work on me, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'd have a main gift for all, for everybody mm. and then I'd have little fiddly things, you know, could be a euro's worth, two euros, it wouldn't matter. But, I started then wrapping each thing individually and uh, the main present is from Mrs. Claus. The next one comes from Rudolph, then Donner, Blitzen and Prancer. So Gunga Din here wraps them all up and then, you know, so it's it's called out like to, we say, Cara, my granddaughter from uh, Prancer and it goes around, even the dog gets included. <laughs> but of course the thing is, like You're was, worse yourself, I'm worse. it's lovely, it's I'm lovely, worse. It's lovely. Like when the children, when the grandchildren were very small and they mm. loved it and it's become a tradition now and they, they sit with Grand Nile who is the elf, he puts on the elf's hat and has the big Santa sack now he hasn't wrapped one present but anyway we won't go there that's for the domestic quarrel um, but no quarrel at Christmas not time not at Come all on, never on, and then the two smallest ones sit with their hats and they disperse all the presents so we sit there whilst having our, our pre-dinner uh, nibbles and yeah. our few drinks so and this that. is a tradition it's in a your tradition house. in my house and you are stuck with it now this oh, must happen absolutely. every year it has to it has to what about out to Leakway? Well, Duliqui, because uh, well, because we're open on Christmas Eve, mm. uh, we have a band that come in every Christmas Eve to do si- so- sing so- singing, and uh, the kids get up and sing um, tunes. And like we're booked out this year because 
so many kids have traditionally come every year. My mother dresses up as Mrs. Claus and she goes round and asks all the kids because Santa's way too busy. Oh, yeah. And uh, so she goes round. The, so she has to get, she's getting her new wig for this year. And um, so she... I'll never look at Liz in the same no, light again. So she goes round all the kids asking them what, what Santa bring and whatever. And then the, the band are singing and we're all dressed up. But that for me is gets us into the Christmas spirit. And if you're going to be working, you might as well enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah. But I have to say, we're doing this year for So Sad. Um, bec- the band come in uh, free, you know, we pay them. But- you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The money always goes to um, mm. to a charity because we've had so many um, tragedies in I was going to, our area. I was going to lead into this because, yeah. particularly in your area, in, yeah, in we've East had Maine, so many tragedies, suicides, so many in, suicides in, in that area. area. And so we're doing it for that this year, and um, really, it's 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 unfortunate that that's a charity that we have to be fundraising mm. for but mm. it is fantastic because there's so many young people that need help yeah so your tradition is going towards that purpose in particular this year just building on that for a moment mm. what, what's gone wrong why has there been such a space of young men in particular taking their lives have you, have you even thought about yes, it yes I have thought about it now I'm not saying I have the answers but I feel that Men have been paralysed and young boys have been paralysed in the last few years between, you know, like there's so many, so many conversations about, you know, girls and being being equal and whatever. Boys don't know their place in life anymore. I don't find they're not allowed to cry. They're not allowed. Um, they're, they're, they need to be tough in one way. They need to be um, sensitive in another way. They are, you know, if, if they're not cool, they're they don't know where they are. They're spending way too much time on so on, on their phones, on um, Fortnite, on video games, in their rooms, not speaking to each other. They're not walking to the football field anymore. Their mother's dropping them. So they're not interacting with each other. They're in a classroom. They're home. They're in their rooms. There's nobody talking. 
And I think that men as well have been paralysed because they don't know what to do anymore. They don't know what to say anymore because if, as I heard the other day, someone said, oh, that's a lovely dress you're wearing for the Christmas party. The girl says, I'm going to report you to HR for being... Do you know what I mean? Like, it has gone way too far, Jerry, in lots of different ways. And I really feel that boys need our attention now. At this stage. Mm, at this stage. Karen. Yeah, um, I... I I hear exactly what Kira is saying there and it's it really is heartbreaking and I, I think for so many communities there isn't a community around this region who hasn't been touched by this mm. but you're right you know I, I, I follow actually St Mary's Diocesan School in Drogheda on Facebook and I watch how they deal with um, with what's happening in society and I look at how they encourage young men to talk and talk and talk. So to talk about their feelings. And you may recall last year we had a bereavement in Drogheda where a young homeless man mm. um, passed away. And the the boys from St. Mary's, supported by their teachers, all wrote messages on luggage tags and they hung them on the tree outside. Just their thoughts for this young man. And I thought it was a very thoughtful, healthy way for the school to actually say to the young men, most of whom had never come across this young man, he'd ne- he hadn't been in that school, but I thought it was a very important thing for them to do to actually say, this matters. You you know, you can't just pretend that things like this don't matter. You need to think about how you feel about these things, express how you feel, talk to others, you know, and I think you're right, you know, in the sense that they don't know whether they're up or down, whether mm. they're coming or going, and um I do. I think the whole element of political correctness has gone way too so, far. So, so men, my own subspecies, need need help. Absolutely, and whether we like it or not, the women are the ones who are going to give the help. Most of the time, the woman will pick up the pieces, whether it's something that has affected a husband, a father, a brother, a son, whatever. Women tend to do it. So, I mean, rather than women, a kind of, or girls being brought up, uh, you know, as these precious Items And there are a lot out there, and I'm saying it against my own gender. Uh, you know, it's to bring girls up to be emotionally resilient so as they can give the support that is needed because men internalise their emotions. They don't verbalise. And that's part and parcel of the problem. I feel from a societal perspective, we're materially rich but spiritually poor. Mm. And I mean... That sounds as though I'm synopsizing it, but it's, you know, no one is stopping to smell the roses. They think their social media are the roses. That's where, because it's a form of escapism, it's where they get their their adrenaline hit or their, their, their happy hit. And then suddenly they're totally isolated and they cannot cannot verbalise it and this is where sport is so important because as as you say uh, though Kira, that the kids that they walk down to the sports pitch that it's not mammy that's dropping them that they're interacting with their peers that is vital it's vital for a child's development mm. and that you know we've got to stop this this hovering around our children. Okay, I I want to take a break uh, and uh, we will be back. We're going to talk more along these lines. We have more puddings to taste and if you want us to talk about something or join in, 086-1800-658 by text or WhatsApp. Karen Devine, pudding number three in your book. 
Well, this one was actually quite different to the other two. It was much lighter in colouring. I thought it was full of fruit and I liked the balance of spices. Okay, what a review, Kira. God, you're very nice. Um, <laughs> no, I, w- I thought that was, it was the colour I like. Uh, it was a bit dry and crumbly. Now, there was a few nuts in that one, which I like, mm. as well as the fruit. But a um, bit too dry for me. Okay. Mm, overall, too dry for me. But that's, again, my taste. Um, uh, very fruity mm. and nutty. That element I okay, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. So that's the third one tasted. Will it be Barry McHugh, Eileen O'Rourke, Gillian O'Brien, or Elizabeth McHugh to be crowned? We've tasted three other girls have one more to go, and we'll name the pudding of the year just before three o'clock. No more faggots in songs, or we won't be singing "Baby, It's Cold Outside." Kira, you won't hear that on the airwaves anymore. Well, I was listening to um, what was that? Uh, Christmas FM in the car yesterday with my 12 year old we were going to the cinema for her birthday and then they said oh no no we'll ha- we want our own music so then they put on their own music right and we were listening to now I'm not even going to go- tell you the language that was in it like it was all rap music this and the brothers and, this, this, and there was nothing good in it and I was like take turn off I sounded like my mother turn off that music I said that is a disgrace so baby it's cold outside is nothing Compared to compared to what I'm listening what to, these? the young kids are listening to, <laughs> and they all know the words. And I'm telling you, it's not good. Oh, listen, oh. Kira told us off mic there, and the language is just yeah, appalling. choice and appalling, isn't it, Karen? <laughs> it, it really is. is. Absolutely. What do you make of this? I think it's just gone too far. I mean, these songs are the songs of Christmas tradition. Don't overthink them. Mm. That's Simple as. Yeah. yeah, and I feel the same way. I mean, we go to a Fairy Tale of New York, mm. and the character that yeah. Kirsty McCall was sing- singing about, she wasn't a nice character, so she was going to use these words. The song is pure art. And what's art? So- something that stirs the emotion. And that's what, what you have there. Yeah. Do you know a faggot is a bundle of sticks? It's something that, like a sausage in a meat as well, that yeah. you make mm-hmm. up with different yeah. meats. And I remember my mother years ago saying, get out, you faggot. Yeah. yeah. It was a turn of phrase. Was, it was a turn of phrase that he put into that song when he was writing it that yeah. people were using. You can't yes. have, you know, all politically correct music. Well, maybe we will have in the future. <laughs> it would be very boring, I can tell you. Yes. But and, and, they, and the interesting stuff will go under ground. Yeah, well, yes. Listen, they're very happy because I believe the royalties are something like a million, isn't it? Mm. Every we year get 300,000 every year from that. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't really. Yeah. I keep singing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I said you were three very virtuous women earlier on um, and I, I'm curious, anybody ever appear in a nativity play? Did you ever get the big part? Definitely not. No, Karen. <laughs> oh, no, I don't believe it. But I don't think I ever remember being upset about it either. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I think I was just happy to <laughs> go along with it, you know, to do whatever was So needed. no part for Karen Devine. Carmel McCarthy? No, uh, my mother used to say that wasn't out in my day. I yeah, mean, okay. you know, we never had them in school. Like, at best, you were in the choir. Yeah. You mm. know, and uh, like the only thing I can recall is singing in the choir and a mouse running around beside me. And I, you know, there was a few quivers in the voices then, but that was about the level of the excitement. Oh, Kira, please save the day. I can see you as, no, as I, the virgin in the nativity well, play. Well, no, I probably would have been... Um, well, I, wait till I tell you now what I... T- my daughter came home. Uh, she was in the nativity play a few years ago and she was disgusted that she didn't get a lead role. And she came home, she says, Mom, I'm not going into it. All I've been given is a plastic bag to wear. I'm, I, I'm an innkeeper. 
And I said, well, you think that's bad. I was the tail of the donkey. So I was the arse of the donkey in my day. And nobody even saw me. At least they're seeing your face. So that was the only thing I could tell her that would placate her for, uh, for the rest of the evening. But, uh, I, I absolutely love it. What about Christmas gifts and that? Is there anything, you know, from your childhood or anything that sticks in your mind that you'll always say, wow, that was the best I ever got? And it's funny, I always think it, the things that make the biggest impression on you are not necessarily the biggest presents or the most mm. expensive ones. My Uncle Barry arrived over at our house before Christmas, oh, when I was about eight or nine, and he had a big black stick. And when I say a big black stick, it must have been about four foot in length. And he said, Santa asked me to bring this. He heard you guys haven't been very well behaved this year. We were absolutely gobsmacked. What was the stick for? So the stick sat in the hall of our house for the three or four days before Christmas. And when Christmas morning came, Uncle Barry arrived over to the house with a package all wrapped up in paper. And he had made us a beautiful birdhouse with red walls and little circular windows and a yellow roof. And it was to sit on top of the big black stick. Ah. And I absolutely adored that birdhouse and bird feeder and it sat in our garden proudly for years and when Peter and I got married Uncle Barry made me a replica of the birdhouse for our house in Drogheda so wow. yeah that's it it's, it's the simple memories like that Isn't of something that, handmade yes that, that beautiful really beautiful. stayed with me Carmel um, I remember the, the time I got the doll's house you know I was just blown away I my mother says that my mouth was open for about half an hour looking at it I couldn't believe that Santy was after bringing me one because remember I was the youngest of six mm. so I, I needn't you know qualify that so like for Santy to bring a doll's house like it was just amazing and like do you, my brother said when, when he was clearing out mum and dad's house he found it on the attic and he said, I, di- I didn't let on to you simply because you'd have been up saying, oh, God, and what else did you find? So he said it went to the V to P. Uh, you know? no, it was gone. <laughs> yeah, it was gone. So obviously yeah. Carmel McCarthy is a hoarder. You just yes, learned yes. that today <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, on the yeah. radio. Kira, best ever. The best ever. Well, um, when my mother married my father, he told her, you know, that his brother would have a roof over his head for uh, until he got married. So... I grew up thinking that everybody had a mammy and daddy and an uncle Shay, right? So um, he lived with us. He actually never got married until I was about 12. So my mother had kind of relatively two husbands. But um, he, so Santa used to come and that would be all well and good. But then Shay would get up Mm. and then he would come down and he would shop in Brown Thomas every year. In, even in the 70s when nobody had any money and we would get the most magnificent clothes. And it was unbelievable but then he got married and we never got that married nothing after that <laughs> he was gone <laughs> I love it we have buzz off we have buzz off Karen Devine please bring that little device there over to we want to see who's the number one woman with opinion we had this the other day with the McGann's and we want to try it again today now I will tell you that Karen Devine has had a little practice session here nobody we else has practice, so what Jerry. you have to do is try and tip it there so we hear the noise do you hear that noise yeah so when you hear that noise, Karen will have touched Buzz off and she'll be... Uh, I'm going to time you now as you do it. So I'm going to count you down. Three, two, one, start. Very, very, very shaky. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We be I was thinking. better earlier before I was under pressure. It's one buzz. Did we, you? Do we, she, 
Did you buzz? We let her away with that one. Go on. Go on. Ah, yes, ah, you buzz. Ah, ah, I have buzz. to stop you there. Seventeen seconds. That might have been a tiny little. I'm not. I'm not a harsh judge. So let me reset here. So that seventeen seconds buzz off uh, that Karen has achieved. Okay, let me reset that. Kira Burke, three, two, one. Look at Very this. Very steady. Look at this. And oh, doing well. Oh, she touched it. 13 <laughs> seconds for Kira. Let me stop there. Reset. Can Carmel do it? Can she get this round more? No, let, me count, away, let me count you in, Carmel. Hold on now, hold on. 3, 2, 1, go. Go again. Go again. Go on, go on, Carmel. Go on, another one. Hold on, will I reset it? Hold on, stop, stop this. Reset the lap. Go, Carmel. Shouldn't have that last cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, the cup of coffee doesn't help. Hey, one hand, one, one hand. handed. Hey, no cheating Cheating. There. <laughs> <laughs> you touched it. You touched it. I'm sorry. Fourteen seconds. So the winner. Kira I know. I think if we're completely honest, it has to be Kira. No, oh, you know no, no, something. definitely you. You get the weekend. You know away something. Shelburne. Blessed am I. <laughs> swimming this afternoon. Final break. Final taste of a pod. We're going to crown the champion shortly. Stay with us on Late Lunch. Late Lunch, LMFM Radio, Women With Opinions, the final Women With Opinions for 2018. And on the show today, Kira Burke, Cameron McCarthy and Karen Devine are with me. And they've just tasted pudding number four. So, Carmen. Beautiful pudding. Moist, fruity, balanced flavours. It's, for me, it's the winner. It's number one. Mm. Kira. Same. I have to say, I like a lighter pudding, but that just had, was it just had everything. Karen. In my notes, I've written yum, 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 <laughs> and that it couldn't have been more delicious. <laughs> well, let me show you this. And we're on back on Facebook Live for the big announcement. Look at the plate. Plate number four has yeah. been absolutely clean. So perhaps clean. Yeah. that says it all. OK, so let's do the tart now and crown the champion. So will you give me your scores in turn from Carmel across for pudding number one? Carmel, score. I gave it three. Kira, Two and a half. And three. So that's six. That's 8.5 for pudding number one. Pudding number two, Carmel. I gave it four. Mm. Kira, Three. And I gave it four as well. So that adds up to 11, aren't I right there? Yes, four, four yep. and three. OK, for pudding number two. Pudding number two, just slightly ahead now. The third pudding, Carmel. I gave it two. OK. Two and a half. And three. So that's 7.5. Am I right there? Yes, with my tallies there yep. on that one for uh, pudding number three. And finally, pudding number four. I gave it four and a half. I gave it five out of five. Oh, it's a five from, yes, great oh. Revel Horwood herself. Oh. Yes, Miss Kira Bork. So four and a half, five. <laughs> and it's a five for and me it's too. A five from Karen. So that's five, five and four and a half, mm. which gives us a total of 14 and a half. Only 0.5 short of perfection. Actually, you're Craig Revel Horwood because he never gives mm, yeah, a, a well, 10. It. So that's yeah, we'll give you the title's wrong mm. there. Anyway, it's a clear winner. It's a clear winner. You know, at 14 and a half out of 15. And I can tell you that the person who's made the best Christmas pudding in the Northeast 2018 is Elizabeth McHugh. Woo-hoo! 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 
You are the champion, Elizabeth, and we have the most gorgeous hamper for you. Again, I thank all those who were shortlisted, Gillian O'Brien, Eileen O'Rourke and Barry McHugh, and everyone who sent us in puddings. It's a tough task, girl, as you can imagine. There's over 20 puddings up there to be gone through and then to get the final four. But Elizabeth, you are the champion for 2018 and we'll be in touch shortly to make the arrangements. Interesting one, just going back to the puddings. Uh, Am I right to, to recall this a couple of years ago? Our winning... Pudding, pudding person was yep. who? Gail. I can't think of her second name. Gail, I remember the first name. But she's from Trim. And, and you went to and her. And I went to her and so I've been getting her Gail puddings. Gail Fitzsimons is Gail her Fitzsimons. Name. Mm. And I've been getting her puddings, uh, our sage and stone puddings are Gail Fitzsimons' puddings. She the makes last. them for you. Isn't yeah. that an interesting yeah. little well, story? because it was, you It know, started on the late exactly. lunch Yes, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, beautiful. Mm. Uh, this one was amazing. Yeah. Now, we don't mind, you know, if she wants to drop in a couple of puddings for all of us, you know. <laughs> one for everyone in the audience. <laughs> Well, well, Elizabeth, I'm going to tell you this. I am keeping your pudding. I'm making an executive decision here. And I'm going to wrap it up, keep it safe at home, and I'm going to bring it to the west of Ireland when we go fishing in the springtime of the year. And we'll enjoy it on an island on Loch Arrow, if that's okay with you. And how will you you make the custard? Uh, Oh, we'll bring the custard in the tub with us. She'll get the ready-made custard as well. And you want to give Seamus Farley all those puddings. (laughs) <laughs> he's getting a pudding. <laughs> he's definitely getting a pudding. My won't. My life won't be worth living if Seamus doesn't get a pudding. Seamus, you're okay, son. I have your pudding for you tomorrow. That's for sure. Anyway, thank you for judging the competition again. I really do appreciate it. I suppose at this time of the year we're coming to year end, and of course the clock turns. Says shortest day tomorrow, and they start getting brighter. I love that for it. 2019 is on the horizon. What do you reckon? I heard you saying this. I just copped a remark there when we were off. Christmas time under the tree at Christmas time for Theresa May in her home. What do you think oh, she'll get yeah, under the tree? Yeah, well, it certainly won't be Jeremy Corbyn anyway, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I know, I know we're jesting about her, but mm. to be quite honest with you, I wouldn't like to be in the woman's shoes. I would say definitely Santi will put uh, a piece of coal into her st- Christmas stocking. You know, I do think that. Well, I don't, um, I don't envy her job no. for a start. Do you admire her? I think she's fantastic. Mm. I actually do. I think she has been so strong. I mean, she's been so strong over and back and over and back to Europe and dealing with mm. this that, that yeah. and the other I mean and whether she's making the right decisions exactly, or not yeah. she has demonstrated incredible resilience mm. and to be perfectly frank she is what's standing between us and utter chaos in mm. British politics yeah. mm. you know she has I'm sure most mornings she must feel like just throwing in the towel and saying I'm, I've had enough of this because there's no pleasing people in no. this no. situation mm. It's not, would, it's not going to be job. hard enough for the Brexiteers and it's not going, you know, and if you were pro-Remain, well, no Brexit deal is going to appeal to yeah. you. She is in a really... And like for a woman who who voted Remain, as far as I know. Yeah, she's she out did. there trying yeah. to yeah. Yeah. do a deal. It's very difficult. I'm wondering, will we have another I, You just took the words from me. I'm just thinking well, here. What would they ask them and how would you create the, any kind of unity in that decision? Mm, exactly. The they're question. They're saying they wanted to have the best of three. Yeah. If they're going to have one more, they have to have the best, <laughs> best of three. Of three. So, uh, this is going to go on for and, some time yet. And we don't know what question they'd ask because, I mean, their communication was abysmal on the last one. Mm. So, will they confuse the electorate again? It was really interesting to hear Alan Sugar come out in the House of Lords earlier in the week and say that if as a company directly
actor, he made the claims about Brexit that some of the Brexiteer politicians did that he would be in jail now. And that's that's you know, I mean, we know that so many people voted based on false information, lies and politicians on a self-serving campaign. You know, I thought it was interesting. Colm Tobin had had a tweet earlier in the week that got huge traction and it said, we can hardly be surprised that if it took the Brits 800 years to leave the Republic of Ireland, we can hardly be surprised that they can't do Brexit in three. Yeah, and, 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 and that is so true. Anyway, we're going to leave it there for today on Late Lunch. I want to say to all of you again, and all the women, who, because we have a panel who come in here and contribute each month to Women With Opinions. Thank you to everybody who joined us through the year. May I wish you all a very happy Christmas and all the very best for you, 2019. Many happy yeah. returns. We really do appreciate you coming here and remember again we've had a great time with the puddings and our pudding winner I want to mention her name again congratulations to Elizabeth McHugh you are the champion pudding maker for 2018 and Jerry, can I just say congratulations to you you're running up to 10 years on the late lunch <laughs> yeah we're going to celebrate that in January we are we're yes. going to celebrate yeah. on the 7th of January might as well tell them now we're going to have a very special show with very special guests on that day we are 10 late lunch is 10 and I'm looking forward to it. where have the years gone I, I just know don't know they've flown by anyway goodbye to everybody on Facebook live see you soon and thanks again girls all the best for the new year thanks a million happy Happy Christmas happy Christmas the late lunch with Blackstone Motors order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance cashback and three year servicing visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie Joe Dolan in the Ashburn House Hotel. The Joe Dolan Show, that is. What a night in prospect this Saturday night. If you want more information, check it out on showtours.ie. And winning tickets to go along today on Late Lunch are Noel Connor from Ashburn and Willie Bellew from Rathkenny. Well done to both of you. Yes, the statue of Joe Dolan is in Mullingar. Thanks to everybody who sent us messages on that one there. Now, our Christmas cuties, Louise, you're getting to hear them yourself for the first time today. Are you impressed? Oh, I'm loving them. Aren't Which they I've nice? all week. Oh, There's Louise. nothing like a child's voice, is there? There is nothing. And we're going to hear uh, Miss Katrina Ferreter tomorrow on Late Launch. I are. promise her that. She sang for me and she sent it in to me as well. And that is certainly going to be aired with, with lots more tomorrow on the show but for today it's a Louise it's not easy is it picking winners no, it really is they they're all they're all brilliant and yeah. I want to tell you check out LMFM's Facebook page over the coming days because everyone who sent them in your children will be featured there we'll have a whole gallery of them and we put out as many of them as we can but for today here is Miss Blotnid Rowan from Knockbridge Watch the starry sky, you will see amazing things on this special night. Tonight, tonight, wonderful things you'll see. A little town of Bethlehem, hear the joyful news. You God has planned a great event. He has chosen you tonight.
Absolutely brilliant. That is Miss Blarnett Rowan from Knockbridge. She's four, is she, Louise, I think? I think she is, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're nearly sure she's four years of age. And look, hasn't she a lovely, sweet she's voice? She's gorgeous. And I love the song. It's yeah. not one you hear no, often. No, it's different. It's different. It's unusual as well, Christmas song. And I'll tell you what Blarnett's won today. 100 euro shop local voucher for Dundalk. Over 300 shops uh, to be visited at anything you want at your fingertips there in the town. And you have 100 euro, Blarnett. Well done to you this afternoon. Yes, absolutely. So we have one more voucher shop local thanks to Dundalk Chamber to give away on late lunch tomorrow. So keep your Christmas cuties coming to us to info at lmfm.ie, social at lmfm.ie, or you can watch it through to us as well and thank you to everybody who's uh, sent us in those lovely songs their children's songs up next on late lunch don't know what you're doing for christmas day most people you know have the turkey and the ham and settle down and take it easy but my next guest on the show is doing something really different you're going to hear a great one from john mckeown shortly The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. Join LMFM live from Scotch Hall Shopping Centre Drogheda this Friday for the Win a Car for Christmas finale draw. Come along and enjoy the excitement and cheer on the finalists as one lucky winner will walk away with a brand new car valued at over €18,000. That's LMFM live from Scotch Hall Shopping Centre Drogheda this Friday from 10am for the Win a Car for Christmas finale draw. LMFM only the best quality fish from Kerwin's Fish Card, Lawrence Street, Drogheda. Great offers in superior Irish smoked salmon, peeled prawns for prawn cocktails, and clawhead crab claws. Get a real festive treat in our restaurant next door, 54 Seafood Bar. Have a happy Christmas with delicious fish dishes at Kerwin's Lawrence Street, Drogheda. In case you haven't heard, C-H-R-I-S-T-M-A-S is just around the tinsel decked corner. And everyone knows that at TK Maxx, the early bird catches the big brand bag, or the designer dress, or the fancy frying pan, or the toy to be all toys just some of TK Maxx's big gifts at small prices. Jingle in store now. Hi folks, Liam here from Gleason's Butchers Navin with our fantastic Christmas offers. Why not order your farm fresh turkey and award winning hams today? Why not avail of our special turkey and ham hamper from €25 to €80? Also boneless turkey crowns for only €24.99 caters for 8 to 10 people. Gleason Butchers wish all their customers a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Gleason's Butchers Navin Shopping Centre and now at Riley's Londis beside St Paul's School Navin and Mace Newgate. Dundalk Shop Local Vouchers. The perfect gift voucher supporting over 200 local businesses. John McCabe Motors RD. End of year sale now on. Drive away with one year free road tax this December at John McCabe Motors RD. We have cars to suit every budget. From budget cars for €50 per week or less to premium assured used cars. Finance is available in one hour online. Visit John McCabe Motors RD where your money will go the extra mile. I'm driving home for Christmas. I'm driving home from work. I'm driving to collect the lads and heading to the match. I'm driving to collect the girls and heading to the cinema. I'm driving for our family day out. Hi, Stuart Agnew from Dundalk Credit Union. If you're dreaming of driving home for Christmas and looking for low-cost and fast approval for your car loan, free phone one 800 70 Call in or log on to dundalkcu.ie today. Dundalk Credit Union Market Street, Dundalk. 
home of the Dream Big Makers and Believers. Murtas Fairgreen Drogheda wish all their customers a very happy Christmas and prosperous New Year. Murtas will close on Monday, December 24th at 1pm and will reopen on Wednesday, January 2nd with a fantastic winter sale. Great reductions on fabrics, curtains and wallpaper. You won't get a better selection or service than Murtas Fairgreen Drogheda just off Trinity Street or see murtasofdrogheda.ie. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. I have the greatest of admiration for people on Christmas Day who do the swims and do the runs as well and get out there and raise money for charities. But I think I have a man in the studio today with me who's doing one of the most unusual things ever on Christmas Day. He's going to climb a mountain. Has he lost the run of himself? I don't think so. Anyway, you're going to meet him now. John McKeown, you're very welcome to Late Lunch. Thanks, Thank you for joining me. Tell them what you are doing on the 25th of December next Tuesday. Okay, well, on Christmas Day, um, I'm going to climb um, Croke Patrick wearing only boots and shorts. I'm going to have no top on. And um, I'm going to be accompanied, accompanied by my three sons, Michael, John and Jason. But they'll be fully clothed. Um, I won't be, as I said, and I'm going to raise money for um, two charities, 3TS and A Lust for Life, the two mental health charities. What's the idea behind this? Look, you can just dress up in nice warm gear and do what the boys are doing. That's no fun and that's no challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually have, I started this about three years ago. Um, My wife was was sick, uh, well, she was sick a number of years ago and we found everybody knows that getting out in the fresh air is good for you and mm. take, taking walks is good for you uh, so I was looking at breathing exercises and I found online um, this guy called Wim Hof he's a Dutch daredevil and he was doing crazy things um, and withstanding the cold I was just so intrigued by it I signed up for an online 10 uh, week course and I, I was just blown away with it. especially the breathing it's all all that you know people think you get cold and stuff but if you control your breathing properly you can actually keep your body warm so you have to focus on the type of breathing that you do and over time I mean you, you just can't go out and do this I've been doing this mm. for three years mm. and over time you actually can withstand the, the cold so um, you've learned a technique with this there's a real technique and you're telling me I don't have to wear all this high performance stuff you know I do a lot of fishing yeah. and we wrap up when the weather is yeah. cold when we're out in the boat in the lake as well yeah. but you're telling me I could go out now bare chested onto the lake you might learn frighten, you might frighten the fish but I don't know <laughs> I certainly think I would <laughs> maybe they'd jump into the boat and maybe. we'd get a few more you'd maybe. never know but seriously there so is there is there's a, there's a method developed by a guy called Wim Hof um, and basically it's a breathing technique um, and then over time you, you actually take cold showers initially for 10 seconds so you turn the cold shower well you turn your shower from mm. warm to cold for 10 seconds and you build that up over 20 days to do to doing about a minute in a, in a cold shower so now every single morning I would do breathing um, and then I would get in and I'd have a f- full cold shower and I would do that every day I've been doing it for the last three years and at least once a week I'll have an ice bath so ice baths are used in sport, you know. They that are. Well. I yeah. know that for, for, for recovery, recovery and, and that and injuries as well. Yeah. But you're telling me genuinely, you don't feel that cold. You can control this. That you don't. You, you feel some element of the oh, cold. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't make the cold warm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I can. Uh, it's not that I withstand it. You actually, um, 
do you enjoy it? Uh, that's debatable. But mm. when you get out, you feel amazing. There's an exhilaration with it, isn't there? Yeah, because yeah. when you and you've got to remain calm, and all that time you do the breathing. It's mm. all about the breathing. The bre- breathing controls everything. Mm. So it's a slow, deep, controlled breath. So you are going to go from the bottom to the top and back on Krog Patrick on the 25th of December, just yeah. in shorts. Yeah. So we'll we'll head over on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And we'll stay in an Airbnb. I hope to start the climb at 10 a.m. And I I I know my young lads will run up it. Yeah, um, they'd be, come on, Dad, hurry up! What but, ages uh, are they? Well, they're twenty six, twenty four, and twenty. Ah, so and your wife Jackie will be with you as well. She'll be at the bottom somewhere. Maybe she told me she's having, having a coffee, a, an Irish coffee. I and think. she's <laughs> going to cross her fingers that you all get up there and come back. Come and back, of course yeah. you will. We you will, yeah. definitely will. So, what about the Christmas dinner then? Because are you going to come back home then? Yeah. So, so if I start at ten. Hopefully we'll do it in about three hours, and yeah. then we'll we'll drive home. It's about a three-hour drive home. I have a family member staying with us, and hopefully they'll have the dinner all ready for you us. You have it well sourced out, bio. <laughs> I have to say. I tell you, we'll have earned it. We'll have earned it. <laughs> you, you certainly will. Have you ever done the Crog uh, Patrick climb previously? I did it when I was about twenty, which was a few years ago, mm. and I was fully clothed. Right at that time. <laughs> yeah. So and, I, and it's a fabulous view. I, I hope we get weather i'd rather have it cold and dry than clear day clear day than than wet and dry. Mm. the weather looks as though it will be is so it promising it for, is, for yeah, what you yeah, want to do yeah, yeah it's looking about seven degrees mm. celsius which is not too bad you're a fit fella uh, i don't know about no, that. But you, you know you are you, you, you must be a fit guy do you do a lot of this is the mountain is this something out of the ordinary doing this um, well, there's actually three instructors in Ireland who... who well, I'm a certified instructor in, in this... Now me- in this, in this technique. Me- yeah, so I went to Poland last year for a week's training. I've been a couple of times to, to, to um, Holland, but I went last year for a week to Poland, and we climbed a mountain there, and it was minus eight, and that was a five-hour trek. <laughs> Did you feel it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not I was going to say no, but yeah. I'd be lying. Yeah. <laughs> but look, but you feel it with control is yeah. is what you're you're telling me. Yeah. Um, but but the mountain thing, how, do you do this now? As um, you know, I'm trying to think. You're doing this for charity, and you're doing the mountain, and you're yeah. doing it on Christmas Day. Yeah. Where else does it apply? Or, or, or you know, I'm just trying to think. Is this a pastime in life for people? Is it a hobby? Is it what? Well, I mean, re- I mean, what I'm doing is a bit extreme. But to be honest. It's been shown that that cold water, sea swimming, cold showers are actually good for mental health. Right. So there's a direct link to what I'm doing. Okay, I'm I'm taking it a little bit further just for the challenge and for for promotion. But if people who are suffering from stress and stuff actually learned how to breathe, I won't say breathe properly, but breathe in a different way because it it will actually relax you. We we do a a special breathing technique Mm. um, and at the end of it you feel very, very relaxed. I've had workshops where people have fell asleep so for people who are suffering from stress it will relax you your heartbeat will actually reduce by 10 or 15 beats after three rounds of this type of breathing really? yeah and the cold showers the cold showers they're a challenge for you you know it's very i mean i don't get in it every morning and enjoy the shower every morning it's a challenge to to get into and step under the cold shower. so you have a stone cold shower every day yeah yeah Makes you look good. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I'm impressed. I really am. It, it does. Do you, but you're feeling, obviously, this is beneficial to you. You mentioned it's, you're talking about very good for mental health, physically, well-being, everywhere. Well, I, I've never been as relaxed as I, as I have in the last number of years since I started doing this. And that's totally honest. It's the biggest thing I have. 
You know the way you do all these different things and you try them for a while and you stop yeah. them? But I've felt the results of these. So I've just, three years I've been doing this, every single morning a cold shower. Really? Yeah, and I've never felt as relaxed as I have, honestly. That's a hell of an endorsement, to be honest with you. Yeah, it, it is, it is. I had people in work, I trained um, 10 people in work, um, so over over our lunch hours in Prometric in Dundalk, I better say hello oh, to them Oh, say hello to them there, yes, they're listening in today. I know, I know, they are listening in. They should be working. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Christmas anyway. Oh, come on, it's anyway, the second it last is, day, yeah, yeah. yeah. They work hard all year down there, we know that. Yeah. But, but does another, another group of people you've passed this on to now? Yeah, so I took uh, 10 people and for three weeks every lunch hour, uh, I would take them and we practice the breathing and then what we did i gave them a, a 20 day cold shower challenge so from starting from 10 seconds and they built it up mm. and then on the last day we went to black rock beach i have a portable ice bath and we filled it up full of ice and every one of them got into the ice bath for at least 30 seconds most of them were in for a minute and we raised 2000 euros and that was for 3ts the the chosen charity mm. of Prometric. Why? Ha- so 3TS is Prometric's chosen charity for yeah. this year or, or for or? this year. So each year they pick a charity, and this year they picked 3TS, mm. the, the social committee. And turn the tide on suicide is the other one. No, no, no. 3TS, 3TS is, is, that, is that. Is that one? What yeah. was the other charity a you mentioned? A lust for life. A lust. A lust for life. Okay. So I would have watched. Brezzy, Brezzy would have had yes, people of on, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he would have taken mm. people. Iron Mind, he, mm. he, he took them on. Um, mm. And it it showed that exercise actually helps people with uh, stress and depression. Now, I would have followed him on on Instagram and stuff before I knew about 3TS, to be honest. So it was a good fit. So Mm. I just picked the two charities. Yeah. um, Yeah. And if people would like to donate, which would be great. Tell us how. um, Well, they can go on to um, GoFundMe. And if you type in GoFundMe and Croke Patrick in shorts... (laughs) That's that's one. <laughs> or if they go on my Facebook page, which love is it. Loving Oxygen, is is my Facebook page, and you'll find a link there. That's a great name. Yeah, it well, sums up, doesn't it? Loving Oxygen and High on Life is what I like to to, to say yeah. to people, and you know that's that's okay. Yes. So they are the ways you can go in and donate and support and support these wonderful charities. Does this have you any experience yourself of needing you know something like this in your own life personally? Yeah, well, I, 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 well, I have two friends that committed committed suicide, um, and I know of three or four other people who who I would have known not personally, yeah. but uh, I would have known, and they've committed suicide. My I word. went to a thing called Safe Talk, which is what they talk where they where they give a lecture, it was a three hour lecture to tell you how to see if people are going through this type of stress and what to do, and. I found out that Ireland is the fourth highest in Europe for 15 to 24 year olds of young people committing suicide, especially young boys. Mm-hmm. My son came home from university the next day and we picked him up. He's 20 and he said that one of the guys, he played with Drogheda boys, one of the guys from who played with Drogheda boys committed suicide the night before, 20 years of age. It's... And it frightening must, stuff, isn't it's it? It's terrible. We were talking about it earlier with the girls uh, on Women with Opinions yeah. about the spate there's been in, in Meath in particular That's and right. East Meath yeah. as well, and it is horrendous. So you're saying this technique that you've learned and the methods you employ yeah. here are very good for mental health? Well, yeah, they are. Yeah, And he's proven that Wim Hof is working with science as well. This is not just quackery. He's working with scientists yeah. to pr- prove... 
your, what your body, what the chemicals and the hormones that your body's producing when you do this type of breathing, and it does actually release mm. stress and stuff. My God, anything to bring attention to anything that can help people, I think, is tremendous. It is, it is, mm. yeah. and these two charities—they're not too well known, but especially for young people, they can follow these on on social media, which which it's all on now, and. You know, hopefully, if if it's all about them, if it, it's not even about the money, it's about getting awareness out there that these these two charities that if you're in trouble, talk to somebody. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Talk yeah. to somebody, share the problem, and hopefully, someone's out there that can that can help. Absolutely. Good luck to you on Christmas Day. Enjoy the you. turkey and everything when you well, get I'll home. You'll a, be in great form I'll for have it. Have a mince pie at the top of the <laughs> Do that. Do that. And I hope I'll the send you a picture. Yeah, do please. And I hope the scenery is lovely and that you can see right that panoramic view of, of Mayo as well. I really admire what you're doing. Thanks. And if people want to find out more about you, just remind them again. So you can go on my Facebook page which is Loving Oxygen. Or you can I'm go going up to check that straight away, by the way. I can tell you when we're finished here. Loving Oxygen, yeah. Or you can go on the GoFundMe page and type in um, Crow Patrick in Shorts. Crow Patrick in Shorts, a sight to behold, coming <laughs> your way on Christmas Day. Watch this space. John, you're a real good one. Well done, Tian. Uh, the best of luck thanks, uh, on Christmas thanks, Day. Thanks John McKeown, thanks a million for joining me on the show. That's a lot on late lunch for this Thursday afternoon one more show to go in 2018 it's Friday show and tomorrow Father Michael Cusack is joining us on the show I pay a visit to the Maples Montessori all the children there so looking forward to Santa Claus and I have a very special treat musically for you as well the Julianstown Youth Orchestra will join us to play some seasonal songs as well and lots more beside do join us on late lunch tomorrow have a nice evening see you Friday 1.30 the Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.